Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Now is the time to apply and register for classes at MSU Denver Online. That's right. MSU Denver Online is offering free application fees to any and all students. That's $0 for your application fee. doesn't matter if you're looking to get your undergrad, graduate, or take online classes. Use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee. Time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go build your toolbox at MSU. That's MSU Denver Online. Fired up. Fired up. Here we go. Let's go. Back in the winner's lounge. <coughs> Got my fresca. <laughs> winner's win. Oh, yes. Winner's win, baby. Oh, yeah. It was the moment of the night when I saw my fresca in the fridge. I was like, oh, my God. I, uh, Fantastic. Then there was the Nuggets game. I was the second. I'm the uncomfortable with the amount of times that Fresca gets mentioned in my life. <laughs> 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Winner's Lounge. Getting comfortable here. It's oh, getting so comfortable. Old here. hand, dude. <laughs> it is an old hat or this, an old hand? This is what we do. What is the expression? I think it's old hat. I think it is old hat, too. I don't think that like, think think old hand is a, comes with a, an old body. I was like, like the old stranger. <laughs> an older person. Just an old, like, it's so comfortable. It's like the old hand connected to that older person. What? This show's going to be terrible. Yeah. You're a horrible uh, at catchphrase. I know it. <laughs> I just know it. You just make things the up. The Nuggets get the win over the Magics, and I got Superstar Dev in the house with me. I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. I'll tell you yeah. that. It wasn't pretty, but a win is a win, and the Nuggets need as many as they can get before the All-Star break, and then they can calm down they got 32 of them now i mean that's kind of a lot that's not too bad 32 and 25 not a bad record straight from ball arena you might have heard him screaming at the top of his that's lungs, right but he hurried over here to join us that's right i uh if you heard anybody uh being told they sucked on the broadcast that was me <laughs> and if you almost got run over also me really you were uh, rushing you were out of everything uh, i would pedestrians say, be damned i would say that i was Somewhere in between unsafe and very unsafe. <laughs> Man, we'll call the police. Well, you're here. Uh, that's all we can ask for. The Nuggets get a win. As you mentioned, it wasn't necessarily the prettiest, the most fun game. It's one of those games. It's hard to actually. It's hard for this game to be good, honestly. When you're supposed to win. I mean, the line was 10 and a half, right? They won by 10. Like, that happened just how it was supposed to. But, you know, you always get that sense of they should blow them out. They should be a little bit bigger. And this one felt, always felt like it was like one fumble away from getting closer than it, than it needed to be which brings us to guys you ready for the recap the two minute recap i've upped it to two minutes Le two minutes yeah i got two minutes it's too hard it's too hard 30 to seconds per quarter well you're well i'm not gonna break it up that way maybe i'll be faster you could time me personally if all right you ready i'm gonna ready go one 
Got two. <laughs> so to get a recap the game, it was a really sloppy start for both teams. If you remember the first three, four minutes of this game, it was like five to six. It was really ugly. You're like, wow, we're in for a bad one. Jokic airballed a three. Yep. Then he almost airballed a three. Yep. And then he hit the three. And I swear to God, it was when he hit that second three that the floodgates opened for Denver. They started smacking the hell out of him. Bryn Forbes comes in with the bench on fire. The Nuggets bench actually was rolling. It was 29-14 <laughs> after one quarter. Denver was absolutely crushing it. The bench was on fire. Faku hit a three. Boogie hit a three. Bryn Forbes hit a three. Jamichael Green hit a three. There was Everybody, it was a party. Uh, but then right before they were supposed to check out, they let the Magic go on an 8-0 run. It was crazy because the Nuggets were, like, up big. And then that bench checks out. They were only a plus three at because they blew it all. This is what the bench always does. They blow it all in one run. Uh, and they gave up an 8-0 run, kind of negated it a little bit. Starters fell into a rut. I thought Bones had his roughest quarter in the second quarter. And the Nuggets take just a 53-40 to lead again. Just 13-point lead. <laughs> it's like, oh, felt like they should be up 20. Third quarter, back and forth a little bit. Felt like it might become a little bit annoying. But then you get a Jeff Green flurry. He had a good game tonight. Almost all of his points came in a row in that third quarter. Stabilized things. Forbes hit a buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter. They give Nuggets a 15-point lead, which made it feel like, okay, we're safe. Boogie and the bench opened up a 21-point oh. lead. The second time, they got up 22 times. Once in the second quarter, once in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they couldn't quite close the game. They let him get back. Jokic comes back in. Lead keeps going down. And he almost feel like Denver held on to a 10-point lead. Not that they, you know... Skated to a 10-point lead. They held on to a 10-point lead. But whatever. They got the win. How was that recap? Did I miss oh, anything? Dude. It was a minute and 43 seconds. Oh, hey. minute 43. Under the buzzer. Uh, having been at the game, I felt like I was right back there listening to that recap. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, dude. Wow. The only thing you missed was when Lindsay and I got a bucket of popcorn, and then she spilled her peanut M&Ms all over the ground. Wow. Oh, hey, I did miss that detail. I'm sorry. I, I could see her that doing one. that type of thing, too. That's so classic. Yeah, uh, classic, classic. Um, yeah, this wasn't a great game, but, you know, nonetheless, there were some interesting things to, that happened in it. And I'll start with you, Dev. What's your big takeaway from this one? My big takeaway is that second unit, like, showing glimpses. Like, they're yes, not playing really like good right now, but they're also not playing bad. But you can see what they can be and how good the Nuggets can be when they're playing pretty well. Um, you know, granted, it is against the Orlando Magic, and their their second unit is not great. Um, they're not as good as a team, actually. But <laughs> when point. you like really do get to see like how, like how how complete a team could be when they start showing those glimpses, and we got to see that in this game. Um, guys in that second unit got things going. Um, having Boogie Cousins in the second unit, he goes out of the game with like a um, standing ovation, like that just kind of <laughs> caps off his ten day um, con contract, like. They just they they're, they're starting to get things rolling, and the Nuggets are winning when they play well. Yeah, Dan. My big takeaway was that the Nuggets like just beat the team like they were supposed to. Like they just took care of business, which is great. Like that's not something that we can always we've always been able to rely upon this season. Like they don't like it's never a sure thing. With the yeah. Nuggets, right. Like they lost to this very same Orlando squad in Orlando, which I believe like was the one of the lowest moments of the season yeah um and tonight like it was just in no it was no doubt like that after that first little um you know slow start that you were talking about Jokic missed some shots once the flood game opened it was like i was like what is this a game what are we watching right this, like they were just smacking them and it, it orlando it, it, was really bad in that first quarter dude, i mean they're not so good bad. but that first quarter was like almost pathetic it you're was. watching you're just kind of like, they had turnovers where 
Orlando had these turnovers where they would pass it across the court directly to a Nuggets player where you would thought they were like passing to them. Dude, they passed it to Michael Malone one time. Yeah, they did pass it to Michael Malone. It was Malone bad. One time. Like Lindsay and I were just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> They're really bad. I mean, it is hard. Look, I do think these games are hard for teams like would 29 to 14 in the first quarter. It's hard to be like, man, this team's not going to beat us. And I know they beat them the last time, so you do kind of always have that in the back of your head, but they were so bad that I think it's hard for you to just be in like attack mode, like totally. battle mode totally. when you're like, man, what, what's going on here? Um, so that's definitely part of it. I want to go back to your point, Deb, because I actually think, I don't know that there's one big takeaway from this game. I think there's come a little takeaway. Like if you have big takeaways from this game, you might need to reevaluate things. But one of the takeaways, one of the main takeaways I have is that Denver Nuggets second unit with DeMarcus Cousins. By the way, now what are we up to? 7-0? 7-0, baby. 7-0 with DeMarcus Cousins. Yes, it was, you know, a bunch of bad teams. There it is. Oh, look at that. The DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. Nine points, five rebounds, best game as a nugget. Um, could have easily have. I know some people are going to be like, Yoke had 26, 15, 7. <laughs> yeah, Yoke was, but he also yeah, shot yeah, 10 yeah. of 26. He was, Yoke had a weird game. We'll get to him later. But DeMarcus Cousins, you know, just the imprint he has on that second unit in this game, I thought was as loud as almost any, any of them. And I put this on Twitter. We actually talked about it, I think, in the last Winner's Lounge. For me, his passing and play, like the number one thing is his size. He's just a big body. He puts pressure, you know, rebounds, puts pressure on the paint. But aside from that, it really is that he just is another guy that can do things. Like Zeke Naji, we know, explored his game. Nothing there. Three-point defense, right? He catches the ball. He's not making anything out of it. Jermichael Green, more or less the same thing. Like, you're not asking him to create. Boogie kind of creates. He puts he attacks closeouts with the dribble. He gets position on the elbow and is able to like, you know, rip through or go to the rim. And then he can just pass in unique ways. So to me, that's really where his shooting hasn't caught up, although tonight what did he shoot? Three of six? So okay, not bad. Yeah. Only missed three pointers. Um so his shooting is still a little bit like he's not quite scoring like we remember. But just the fact that he is another guy that has talent besides just shooting. I think is what really helps that second unit. Yeah, I I think also like we're starting to see him feel a little bit more in shape. Like his He, he looked, looked skinny tonight. He looked but he looked like less encumbered as he was running. Like he mm. looked like he was not just lumbering through and like trying yeah. to make it through. Like he was actually you know, like yeah. in the flow of the game and like was able to like you're talking about not only make opportunities for others but drive to the basket a couple to make some cuts like yeah. there was like one dunk that was like a, a a big momentum changer that three-pointer he made i mean he just seemed i mean the, the last couple games that he was so like almost comically inept offensively yeah. that we just like wrote off the idea of him even adding to the offensive side um but my god like if i mean if he can do score nine points a night right like Nine points is actually good for a bench player. Like, nine points no in doubt. 12 minutes is really good. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, with Boogie Cousins, like, the biggest thing about him and uh, the word for him is impactful. Like, he just makes an impact every single time that he's on the floor, and it doesn't matter how he does it. Like, he's su such a versatile um, big man. Like, he could grab the rebound and start the break, and they trust in him to start the break. Guys just run with him. He, he grabs the board, sets hard screens, goes right back up with it. In this one, you could tell he was just, like, feeling, um, 
better. Like he just he looks a little bit more healthy. He's he's running faster. He, he's battling on the boards. He had a finish today that I just did not expect him to do no. because he hasn't been finishing well. And then he also steps out and hits the three ball. So you got a little bit of everything um, with, with Boogie. And also he does the things that he's he's always done. He's he's gonna be the bully that like knocks guys down. <laughs> he, he's gonna you know get those hard fouls that make you second guess if you want to go in there and try to do it again. Yep. Um, he, he's going to pull people down so that like they have to think twice before they go in and just try to um, grab a board. So like he, he gives you a little bit of everything, and I think that's why he's so impactful because you just don't know what to expect from him. You look at that second unit, you know, Jermichael uh, Green is still out there. Again, low-skill type player. You have Bryn Forbes, a guy who can shoot, but he's not – he has a little bit of a floater, but he's also not collapsing defenses and like this or that. So you got two guys there that are just kind of straight floor spacers. Austin Rivers, not really a, a creator. I mean, he has his one-on-one -on -one moves that he likes to go to, and he'll get them every now and then. But he's not another guy that you're kind of like, hey, create something here. So that's three guys. So you're really looking at Faku and now Boogie. And I, I honestly think that's it. Just like having another guy on there that can make something out of nothing. Like if you have a small advantage, do they take advantage of it even more? And, and DeMarcus has been that guy. I will say this. The Nuggets have one more game, the Warriors game, and then his 10-day will expire. <laughs> I kind of feel like DeMarcus Cousins now. I, I'm over the hump with him in that I feel like he's part of the team. Yeah, and it would now, I'm officially, it would feel weird if he was not on the team after the All-Star break. It would be stupid. It would be stupid as well. That's another one. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it, like what are we doing? Like, well, I will say this. Part of why he played these last two games, maybe, maybe it isn't, but Zeke Naji wasn't there. There was no decision for Michael Malone. I think when everybody's back, I still think Boogie plays, but I don't know, man. I All I know is that we've won every game he's played. That is and true. like this is not the first time we've talked about how he makes the second unit make sense because right. he provides something even just physically that they don't have, they didn't have. Every time that they get blown out, it's like the when you just have like the little lineup of the three guards and nobody can quite rebound, nobody's making shots, nobody's setting like effective picks. Like Boogie just does that. He right. just cause it he just brings order to uh that second unit if they didn't like I, what what else would they do are you at peace with demarcus cousins the denver nugget i'm asking you because i know you were like <sighs> yeah, uh, you weren't exactly thrilled about having to root for boogie but are you there I now i am very conflicted with cheering for boogie i'm very comfortable cheering for demarcus <laughs> demarcus <laughs> <What>? the, <laughs> well you know it's like right, no, like yeah. you know what i mean like nobody likes d-line but some people like eric you know what I mean? Like <laughs> now I get it. Now, now I get, I get it. It. <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh, wow, <laughs> you are such a poet. Sometimes I'm like I forget that you are just yeah. I'm like I, I listen. I I get it. I get it. Uh, but I you know, the, he's been like the thing is about Boogie is that he has been humbled in such dramatic ways in his life, and so it's not the same like guy that. I mean, like the the reason we didn't like Boogie is because he was so. Uh, like confrontational with Jokic, it was such a dick to Jokic specifically. Like if anybody is a dick to Jokic, like you, you're, they, you yeah, hate you've got him. An yeah, issue. you hate you've got him. Got a goddamn problem. It's now. so true. Nurkic. Who? Who else? Nurkic. Yeah, but who else? Like who? Who has conflicts with 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 Jokic? Like, the Morris brothers. Yeah, like, well, dude, nobody likes the Morris brothers though. Yeah, That's what's why? Funny. Why? Because they hate Jokic. Messed with Jokic because they yeah. joked around and found <laughs> out. That's the, why. Yes, they joked around and found out. Uh, how do you feel? Is Demarcus Cousins in your head? Is he a Nugget now? I'd say yes on the simple fact that we know that Michael Malone really likes Boogie Cousins. And the fact that they went 7-0 and with him playing 
just gives him more initiative and more ammo to say, hey, this is the guy that helped us out. Right. You know, rather if it's true or not, you know, he wants to throw his guy a bone and now he has stats to back it up. When he plays, we win. Right. Why not, you know, keep that for the entire year? Also, there is an escape goal or just a, a insurance valve for Zeke. Like Zeke hasn't been playing. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from uh, Jeff Green. You need a backup center. This is, you know, a backup center that the team like gets along with or just understands how he plays. And also, you're not going to have to, you know, pay him a lot of money. Like you just get him there and you just have a guy. And there's not many other centers that are just sitting around right now that you could go and get. That's the reason they went and signed him right now. Um, you know, they just, you know, switched Davon Reed into a full year contract. He hasn't played in a while. Have we talked about if he's no. hurt or what? Like no, he's not. They've been playing Cousins. Like yeah. They want him to be the guy. And we were all just clamoring for how much we wanted Davon Reed to play. And we haven't mentioned da- him. Da- Davon Reed's on the two-way, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, he can are. play, though. Right. Um, sure. So, like, Cousins is actually playing meaningful minutes on the on a 10-day. And they keep on finding, like, creative ways to keep him around the team. That, like, happens for a guy they want to keep around. And they we've seen that with Davon Reed. You've seen that with Torrey Craig. You've seen that in the past. So, like, the guys that they give a long run, they stick with the team. The Nuggets don't get rid of guys. They just don't. And Boogie Cousins makes sense because they win with them. Yeah. I, I do anticipate, I mean, who knows, but I do anticipate that the team will probably offer him a more long-term deal after this All-Star break. I imagine they wanted to get through this, kind of give as long of a, like, look. I don't think they wanted to make, a, like, a quick decision. They wanted to get a long of a look, see how he responded physically, mentally, emotionally, all those different things, and... Look, this was his best game. In my opinion, this was probably his best game. And no it, question. And so it's like you kind of see the improvement with him. You go to the record, as you pointed out. Yes, they were a lot of bad teams, although the Toronto one sticks out as a very good one. But, hey, when have we been able to say Denver went 6-0 and against bad teams? You know, like So even that is, stands out yes. as something. So. Even though you said, and you were right, that if you have a big takeaway from this game, you have a problem. I have a problem in that. My, it just like the fact that they just beat the team that they're supposed to beat. Right. Like that means right. something. And also, when you talk about making sense, like the second you starts to make sense, Jermichael Green tonight, seven points, seven rebounds, one assist, one block. That's the numbers you kind of expect from Jermichael Green. Like those, and we've seen that a little bit lately with him. Same with Zeke Naji goes into that power forward role. So I do feel like he unlocks a lot of different players. Uh, with that second unit. Man, I just realized I'm going to have to do ad reads tonight. Aren't <laughs> my God. I, I like can't that, believe it. I like that your mind is uh, it's just like looking to You're like uh, Cassandra. You know the future, but you're powerless. Powerless. To <laughs> I can't believe they did this <laughs> like this. Why don't you guys uh, talk about Jermichael Green here while I pull up my ads? What do you want to talk about with Jermichael Green? Do <laughs> you have thoughts? I like that he... Um, Nope, I don't really have <laughs> You guys couldn't even do it. <laughs> I, I mean, do it. I like one the, second. Oh I like the fact that he really did crash the boards today. Like, I really do think that having, you know, bullies on the team and, and Boogie Cousins and also Jeff Green um, and, and Jermichael Green as well. And then you already have Yoke, who's just, you know, one of the bigger guys in the league that you're just not going to get the best of. Having that many guys at that position and also in the second unit, Really, with, with both units, uh, like all times that he played, he was a guy that was like 
making things happen with the the crashing of the boards. Yeah. Um, you, you you're not gonna get you know a lot of scoring from. You're not getting the shots being made. But he's giving you effort, and that effort like is helping like give you know extra possessions. It's helping with like guys not being able to get second chance opportunity on the other end. So. I don't really don't have a lot on him, but the boards <laughs> just like stand out. Monster dunk. Yeah, he had that one monster dunk. Mm-hmm. He, then he like grabbed the ball and put it on the ground, ran away. I was like, <laughs> he oh yeah. He, he definitely like he he's a guy that likes when it gets chippy. Like he tries to yeah. look I for know, ways dude. to like make things chippy. Dude, like, Jamichael Green is uh, like so peaceful, but his fucking toggle switch yeah, is like it's very, very once quick. it once it gets flicked, you're like oh. God, but I feel like he—he's one of those guys that needs it. Like I don't like—he's sure. he's always looking for you know to bump into someone to be like, hey, you bumped into me. It's like totally. no, 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 you bumped into me. Uh, guys, haven't been able to watch the Nuggets or Avalanche for a while, right? We've all been talking about this Comcast, those SOBs. They—they <laughs> made it so difficult, so expensive, and then yeah, obviously dude, impossible. There's, but guess what? What are you telling me? There's some workaround to there's a workaround. corporate collusion. There is Avaca TV. Let's People go! have been me saying, oh, why aren't the Nuggets on TV? Guys, that's an old narrative. Avaca TV, brand new company. Uh, totally new paradigm for t- TV delivery that is less expensive, more efficient, and offers a superior picture than legacy providers. Services include, yes, you heard it right, Altitude Sports and yep. other national channels. Avaca TV is growing constantly and adding new channels to their lineup. The service is now available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls, Idaho. Uh, in Denver, Avaca TV uses next-gen broadcast technology, which allows for a vibrant picture quality using far less bandwidth than streaming services. Using an antenna and Avaca's smart receiver, customers in the Denver area can access next-gen broadcasts on ABC, NBC, Fox, CW, and of course, most important of all, Altitude Sports, which allows you to watch the Nuggets, the Avs, the Rapids, and many more. This is literally the only channel you need. It really is. And this is what's so great about them. It's only $25 per month plus the receiver. So if you go to avaca.tv slash DNVR, that's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR, you get $25 a month. Boom, you've got your your solution. No more you're illegally right. streaming, being three minutes behind you on Twitter. You're you right. Open up Twitter, you already see what happened. It ruins the experience. Instead, you can do this. No contracts, no hidden fees. Prices locked in for two years. Holy smokes. Best of all, COO of Avaca TV, Colorado College basketball player grad. She what? was a, she was a, she was a beast, man. She was what? awesome. So, I think I go. still think the best part is that you can watch the Nuggets. But. Nope. Okay. You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> Record Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. You know, you guys know that we have seltzers at the bar. I recommend the uh, honeydew. I was asked this recently. Yeah. Somebody asked me on. Sh- oh, what? Uh, I don't remember what. Anyway, melon uh, also good. They asked me which was my favorite flavor. Is it honeydew? And I was like, no grown man would profess to be, like, to be a honeydew man. <laughs> this is so wrong. This is so wrong. You well, are so insecure. <laughs> me, I am extremely secure. It doesn't matter which fruit flavor I prefer in my <laughs> seltzer. A honeydew, dude. Honeydew is the worst. Uh, food item. Is this a real take of yours? Yes. Yes. All right. I, I find honeydew to be filler in every instance. I think. I think in a fruit do... salad, filler. I think it's As fantastic. a melon, filler. As on Earth, a filler. Well, you should try. Uh, you should try something a little bit better. Uh, you guys baby. also know the Mile High City Copper Lager, the uh, Denver Nuggets canned themed beer. Fantastic. You can also go down to the farmhouse. They have great wings down at the farmhouse. They have really good food. Like you go there, they got the charcuterie board, which I'm always a big fan of. It's like kind of like fancy uh, bar food. Adam's a nice. honeydew slash charcuterie. Uh, guy. He's all about charcuterie. You guys, you are about it too, right? No. You don't like a charcuterie board? No. Are you guys kidding me? 
You guys are not classy people. Kale, tell me you're, you're with me oh, on dude, charcuterie. Kale, dude, yeah, Kale. I knew you would love it. I knew, I you, knew you would you love just, it. Do you just understand who you just made an alliance <laughs> hey, with? Hey, I don't, don't mind. Yeah, my homie Kale. He what? asked me. Saying bad things yeah, about him. Come by that DNVR bar on tap. What do we have? Strawberry Sky, Avalanche Amber, Vanilla Porter Juniors, Mile High City Copper Lager. We got all kinds of the breakfast. I think we have eight Vanilla total. Porter Juniors. Vanilla Porter Juniors still on tap. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> you, you would never guess it. So check them out. All right. Back here, segment two. Let's get back into this Nuggets game. Um, anybody else from the bench that you feel? I mean, Brent, actually, I do. Bryn Forbes deserves a mention. Three of four from the three-point line. We've talked about this a little bit before about other players and how they're like Bones Highland. Those threes, they add up. Three-pointers in general. This is why Golden State is always up 20 points. Three when you get, two. Yeah, because they, but they also just add up quick. Like two threes in a row, 6-0 run. It's just like it starts to compound. And Brim Forbes checked into that game, hits two shots in a row, comes into the third, the second quarter, hits another shot. So three between the end of the first start of the second. And next thing you know, Nuggets are up 20. Brim Forbes, when he makes shots, his value is enormous. Yeah, and this game was like a little bit different that we've seen from him. We've seen him running off of like picks. Um, we've seen him like moving a lot more. Um, instead of just straight um, trying to create and things like that. Like, yeah. I felt like they ran plays for him to get open. And also, we saw a few just knockdown shots. Like, he, he did a little bit of everything. But I think it was great to see the, them run the offense through him or just to try to find a way to make sure they got him the ball. And he knocked it down. Like, the confidence is getting there. Um, you could tell, like, that yeah. he's feeling a lot more comfortable because he's letting it fly. Um, and I felt like a little bit, like, to begin, he was shooting it still, but also he was turning things down to prove I'm not only a shooter. I think he's, he's starting only to be, a shooter, though. I think he's starting to come around to the fact that he is only a shooter, that's and that's need. okay. That's all he needs. And that is okay. That is the reason you are still in this league. So for him to, like, just light it up for 16 without, like, taking every single shot and not yeah. being the focal point of the offense, it's going to be good to see him, like, continue that. And also, that was with the second unit. They didn't even see him with the starters and things like that. So really good night for him and hopefully we see more of that or at least like in sets where he could just make plays happen but you know because i agree with you but i think there's another aspect here and you can tell me if you think i'm right about this i think that second unit is just gaining chemistry i mean honestly they haven't played together before now they have like seven games together and i feel like a lot tonight was the team just kind of knowing Bryn Forbes a little bit better and him knowing them better. And he was getting shots off of pin downs more comfortably and like open. So I think it, I think some of this is just chemistry. And you're right. He's just the shooter. That's all he needs to be. Yeah, it was cool because Lindsay is like follows the Nuggets sort of, but she doesn't know all the storylines. So like she's like, who's that? And I was like, <laughs> well, that's Bryn Forbes. He's a great shooter. And then he like made all of his shots. I was like, see, it's just like it's what he does. Yeah. He he doesn't normally do that, but yeah, he was great he tonight. Normally. Like he was, he felt he looked like uh, really comfortable. He wasn't forcing anything. He uh, hit the floater, the threes. I mean, uh, that's that tonight is exactly what they were hoping to get when they made the trade for Bryn Forbes. Like right. that uh, microwave type scoring on the bench, um, especially you know if you have Bones in the starting lineup. Bones, I think, is like probably more often than not going to be that microwave scorer type but um or it but it's always good to have more than one of those guys in case one of them is having an off night right like right. so was, i mean it's cool he, he uh he, he looked great tonight Bryn. yeah uh let's go to the starters now and i actually want to start with bones highland because we now have uh is it a three game sample size now with him yeah three game sample size with him as a starter tonight he was a game high plus 13 played in 29 minutes he goes three of six from the three-point line four of seven overall 
14 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. He had the rough second stint. You know, he plays four stints, first, second, third, fourth quarters. He had the rough second stint. I thought the other three were very good. And I think that he is starting to play more confidently. And just this experience is so valuable for him. We've been clamoring for it all year. But I, I honestly believe he is making a little bit. I don't want to call it a leap because it's all talents that he had. But those talents are starting to be unlocked a little bit more. And the team's trust in him is getting a little bit stronger. And now you look at it like him taking a three is honestly one of my favorite plays. Like, I'm like, hey, if you're <laughs> open, man, take it. Because that's like a great outcome for Denver. Dev, how do you evaluate Bones Highland now three yeah. games into this? I mean, they, all, they always say that things happen for a reason. And, like, it's perfect timing which you don't root for, but, like, you get a longer look at him right. without the other, guy, like, guards there. Um, he, he he jumped, as a rookie, he jumped into the starting role without the starter there, so now he's the backup point guard. Yeah. Um, started under uh, Rivers, started under Faku, um, and now he's, like, playing real and meaningful minutes, and now we're actually starting to see it with the starters. Um, so he had to make his way up with the second unit and see how he had to create for everyone else. Now we're starting to see like the, the playmaking and uh, the setting guys up and running the offense. So now we're starting to see a little bit more from him. And then the shot's still there. So now you're starting to see like a total package from him without him being like the guy that's like getting sought out every single time. So this is like a perfect timing for him, but also it opens up the rest of the, the Nuggets offense because you you have to keep a body on him or he's going to knock down the three ball. Right. And, and you're starting to see it. It's not just the deep shots. It's not just the step backs. He's like setting up the offense and, and finding his, his rhythm. He also can create for himself. And also he can find the open man. So like, I'm really impressed with him right now, and I think he's having his best stint, and it's coming with the starters. Right. For him to be getting that, like those minutes, is very meaningful for him, and also it's just only going to make him better and more confident when he goes back to the second unit. So, this might be the best thing that's happening for the whole Nuggets like team right now is to see him get these type of minutes. Yeah, he, uh, like I love how he always brings the ball up with like at running at full speed. <laughs> like he just puts pressure on the defense every single time. And he's starting to do all of the other things on the floor with the same swag that we see his offensive game uh, always have. Like he made a couple like crazy dishes where he got down low. Like there was, a, there was a like three or four passes that Lindsay and I are watching. We were just like, this is what happens when you play with Nikola Jokic. You just watch him <laughs> like make these insane passes, and then you get it in your mind that you yeah. can also make these passes. Bones was facilitating. He shot the ball with no hesitation. Um, he made mid-range shots, which is not generally part of his bag, but like looked super comfortable. Um, and you know, it's really just confidence with him. Like it's just feeling you know like he belongs i mean obviously he's somebody that you can tell like confidence has never been lacking in his right. life but like there's something different about being feeling like you belong and feeling like you can dominate yeah and so i think he's like starting to get to that place where he the same level of swag that he played with in high school and you know in college or whatever is like starting to seep up a little bit and i think you're right dev like this is going to be so valuable. It's going to pay dividends moving forward. Just getting this guy to be the best version of himself, which, by the way, is Dame Lillard. Okay. <laughs> there it was. You knew it was coming. Um, yeah, I, I'm so curious to see if Monte Morris comes back for this last game. You know, I, I kind of suspect he won't, giving a fourth opportunity. And if so, what a great opportunity for Bones to end this pre-All-Star break 
portion against Steph Curry and, and Clay Tom, like the toughest matchup, you know? Um, I think it would be a great opportunity for him. And I also think that he would come back from this break. You know, you get you play that game, you got four starts under your belt, you're gonna go back to the bench, and you get eight days off, which I think he needs as much as anybody, to be honest with you. Like he needs this break as well. So I think that it, it could just provide a nice I know it's not the midway point, but feels like a nice little stopping point of like boom. Yep. You just finished playing your most minutes, most valuable minutes, you know, with the starters. I do wonder though. Monte does come back, and eventually Jamal Murray, but Monte does come back, and then Bones goes to the second unit. Do you think that there will be some growing pains or disruption there, Eric, if, like, he... I mean, they, all these minutes have been coming with Jokic. Now he's going to be playing almost none with Jokic. I don't think that what we've seen him do and his improvement has, is a result of playing with Jokic. Like, I think it's, it, there's security in playing with Jokic, but, I, you know, I, it's not like he's just catching balls in the corner that Jokic is setting him up and like he's making things happen on his own right yeah. and Jokic is on the floor and uh, you know it's the fact that he'll he'll be replacing Faku on the second unit like makes me feel like he can actually be even do more with that second unit than he can with the first um so i i just feel like it's with bones it's just it's just him feeling like Confident right. again, getting right, feeling good, like settled, totally, and like not. We just this has been the story with him all season. Like, sees, he has a the his career high in points gets hurt, right? Uh, takes four, four or five games to get back. Career high, it hurts. You know, gets COVID, right? He doubles down on COVID. Yeah, doubles down. <laughs> just on stocks it. up on COVID. Yeah, and uh, it just so his development has been super delayed, and so like now we're just seeing it. It's great. Uh, the top human tonight goes for 26 points, 15 oh! rebounds, 7 assists, although he shot just 10 of 26 from the field. And i got to say, man, I've said this every single time, Yoke looks so exhausted to me, and he missed so many bunnies tonight. I mean, just straight-up bunnies around the rim. And Wendell Carter, I don't know, like this is two times now that he's kind of made Jokic work. So I don't know if there's that's a matchup thing or if it's just a Jokic fatigue thing, but... This is another game where I look at it. He had his moments, man. Like, Jokic shot nine threes tonight. He made three of them. And he had his moments where you're like, oh, yeah, he's putting this thing away. But 26, 15, and 7, kind of feel like it was a B-minus game for Yoke. Yeah, it was cruise control from him. And also, I did not enjoy, like, jump shooting Yoke. Man, like, he, sh he shot a lot, lot of threes and set on the perimeter a lot of the times, which, I mean, uh, you, you kind of have to understand because we've been seeing a lot of post-Yoke, but it's been the best Yoke. So. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he wanted to just switch it up, like try, like to try new things, not be so bored. He's like, I'm tired of dominating down there. I'm going to see if I can do it from a different way. Um, I, I really do feel like this was like a boredom game from him. And he's like just ready to get to the all-star break just to like settle down or just calm himself down um, and not just have that pressure. I think that it just getting to that all-star break just gets their minds right to like recalibrate. Um, and in this game, I just felt like he just was like kind of going through the motions. There was times that he knew he had to pick it up and he understood like, okay, they're getting closer. Let me, you know, grab the next six rebounds. Um, let me, let me try to get to the free throw line, um, things like that. So I don't think this is like at all a good yoke game, but for a guy to go out there and get 26, 15 and seven <laughs> on cruise control, yeah. like uh. he savages, salvages night in that second half. And it was just like, I'm going to take us home. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was a cruise control night. And what did you need more from him? I mean, he did exactly what was, what was yeah, called. Yeah, they, they won at the, at the exact uh, 
amount that they were supposed to, as said by Vegas. Like, this game went exactly how <laughs> so it true. was anticipated. Jokic just, especially in the first uh, the first part of it, he missed three shots to start the game. And then he just, like, was like, he just kept shooting yeah. those threes. And then he was like, I'm not, I'm just going to keep shooting until one goes in. So he took 10 threes the other night against Boston, nine against tonight. How many does he shoot against Golden State? Uh, hopefully zero. I hope he doesn't Did play. You hope he doesn't play? I wouldn't mind it, dude. Takes like, the night off. I mean, I don't know. What I like he'll take You have to be on the show for that. I'm gone. Oh man. <laughs> You're hoping he doesn't play. What a what a great show that'll be. <laughs> I hadn't really done all the math on my bold <laughs> proclamation and my wishes. Uh you're right. No, I hope he I hope he takes uh th- four. I think it's not about how many you hope. I just think he's taking these because it's like He's tired, man. Yeah, he's he tired. tired. He's taking the easy way out, and I don't blame him. Like, you just got to get to this all-star break. I think we'll have a new man afterwards. Oh, new man. Uh, I just ruined my notes here. Um, <laughs> other guys that played tonight, Jeff Green, again, 17 points. Coming off of a 19-point game, he gets a 17-point game, 6 of 12. A little pep in, uh, in Jeff Green's step. The jump shooting uncle. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the, <laughs> quite the same ring. Do you have any Jeff Green thoughts here? No. I mean, yeah, 17 points. Like, he's great. You really do need your, you know, starter to be aggressive in trying to score where it just takes pressure off of everyone else. Um, I know that there's something to the fact of when he scores, like, the, the, the offense probably is, like, at its best or it's just humming because you, you can't, you know, take off of him because he's going to go dunk it. You, you can't just let him sit there and shoot threes because he's, like, knocking them down and you have to, like, trust it. So, like – him being aggressive and trying to get to his spots like it just it just opens up the nuggets to like a whole new dimension and also he just works so well alongside Jokic because Jokic just knows how to like set him up for like there's not many spots in the league that Jeff Green can go and just get easy basket after easy basket and now the second unit's starting to read those things like hey Jeff is going to cut let's find him um and things like that so he just brings um, a different dynamic when he's on the court because he is an aerial attack that can also like knock the three ball down. So he offers a little bit of everything. <laughs> Who's the least impressive team you've seen this year? The Detroit. I think it's Detroit for me. Uh, wasn't Orlando Detroit because was they had bad. Cade. It was Orlando. You think Orlando's the least impressive team uh, you've let me seen? Think, let me think. Let me think. I don't I know think who else Houston would be on the sucks. You actually, it's Houston. Yeah, actually, oh, Houston. I hate Houston. Yeah, it's Houston for sure. It's Houston. I hate Houston. It, it might be the magic for me. That was not fun. <laughs> there was not a guy I was like excited to see on their team or was like Harris. rooting for. There was not a guy on that. <laughs> oh, what a hater. Oh, you Could still you have no stock. No Man, Gary Harris No stock. Gary Harris stock. So down so bad. Hey, Aaron Gordon's got to be so happy to be away from that. I'll bet Aaron Gordon tonight in that first quarter when he went to the bench, he's probably like, oh, my God. Thank God I'm not there anymore. Well, in the first quarter, like, Gary stole the ball from, like, two straight times. Gary kind of was, like, all over Aaron Gordon. I was like, oh, <laughs> Making man, a point. Kinda, yeah, I was like, this we is kind of a bad trade. Yeah, dude. Won the trade. <laughs> uh, Aaron Gordon, 10.6 rebounds, 3 assists. Honestly, I, I thought his game was pretty unimpressive overall. I mean, he just was – he needs he needs this all-star. But if we had to, like, rank who needs the all-star break the most – Number one, Jokic. DNVR Nuggets. DNVR Nuggets. <laughs> Number two, Jokic. I think Michael Malone, you could easily make oh a case for. Like, he desperately needs what, the, oh a my break. God. Uh, Aaron, Gordon. <laughs> Aaron Gordon's right there. Will Barton's right there. Like, 
I'm so hopeful that this Nuggets team comes back in 10 days and then from the break and they're just like dunking everything and jumping and reports are Murray's almost back. Like I, oh, I really, the Nuggets need this break and a shot in the arm. Um, Barton tonight, 17.7 rebounds, six of 11 from the field. Um, you know, he had some moments tonight where you like, it was just a classic Barton game. Like I think overall pretty good, had some really moments that made you really, really upset. But then he also had some plays that were like big time. Yeah, when he stands out, he really does stand out. And when he, he doesn't, he, he's invisible out there. Yeah. It's just kind of wild how that like, goes. Like, you could just – he'll get the ball for, like, two, three-minute stints where he's just trying to score, and he has some really, like, impressive finishes around the rim. And then there's others where he's kind of forcing it, um, making bad passes that, like, are just floating out of bounds, um, you know, where you smack your lips, like, three or four times. Yeah, smack your lips? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's a noise I make out of disappointment. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, usually, I'm usually like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah like he, he gives you a little bit of that every single time. But I mean, 17 points, like really everybody had it going offensively that it makes it like really easy yeah. for like the offense to come or for guys to just to be able to create because it provides that spacing and then also he gets to like his spots he gets inside of the paint and finishes in very very awkward ways so not a bad game from barton not a good game it was just kind of a middle of the pack but you want him to to score exactly. you want him to do those things that's a per it's the perfect barton game yeah perfect barton game. this is like where he is impactful no one's mad at him <laughs> beautiful beautiful we have codes with all of our partners, but there's one promo code that I think stands out amongst the pack. Do you know what it is? Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's promo code DNVR for Light Shade, where you get 25% off your entire purchase. Oh, I thought maybe the code itself. Like, there was one, like, like, oh, like sexy cool, DNVR. Yeah, sexy. No, no. DNVR. Promo code DNVR Light Shade Dispensary, our preferred dispensary here. You got 10 locations. Soon to be 11. I think March 2nd is when that new uh, 11th mm -hmm. branch opens up. So you got them all over, no matter where you're at in the metro area. You've got a light shade nearby. Just open up your phone, Google Maps, and find out where they are. And then use that promo code 25% off. It makes everything so cheap, I'm telling you. It's the cheapest, uh, the best deal that we have. And they have all kinds of stuff. So obviously, if you're looking for some flour or oil or wax or whatever, if you're into that kind of thing. But if even if you are not, they have something called the Escape Artist. Uh, it's like a, a cream that uh, a thc cbd cream and it's fantastic prioritize quality and consistency with ratios available one to one or higher ratios cbd 20 to one um they go for like deep uh muscle tissue discomfort they're non-greasy non-staining fast absorbing and take effect in 10 minutes or less and the benefits last up to two or three hours so you're Hell going yeah. to play a little racquetball Maybe you're going to play oh, a little racquetball. You got a little creaky knee. Listen, right? Underrated am, sport, man. I'm a I'm a racquetball player. Oh, and, I bet you are a good racquetball and player, huh? Have creaky knees. <laughs> really? So there you go. Some escape artists is what you're looking for. <laughs> and then they have it available in rose or cedar black pepper. Oh, and not what? to be eaten, but to see. You know, the, the, <laughs> the aroma is fantastic here. So check them out. Light Shade Dispensary. March first uh, is when that new one is opening up. Uh, you got. Convenient ones all around Denver Metro and Aurora. What else do we have today on the docket here? Oh, yes, the Colorado XOs. You guys know about the Colorado XOs? They were the Raptors again. I think they are the Raptors. For some reason, they keep putting these in as the XOs in the ad read. <laughs> 
Colorado rugby team has rebranded once again. They said right in the ad. There it is. But this one is here to stay, so there's no more confusing this, Parker. Come on, get the ad reads right here. Uh, if you haven't heard, the American Raptors, they're Rugby Town, USA's newest rugby team. The Raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level in their respective sports. Football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. These athletes pos possess all the necessary skills to excel at the game of, of rugby. Which DNVR member do you think would be best convert to a rugby player? Brandon I think it's Brandon Spano. Yeah, I was going to say. No question. I think vote. Maybe he's so small. There's always the small one, small guy that like runs under people's legs. Yeah, I don't. I don't love one hit though. He'll probably be out. I don't love vote in that uh, context. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna really <laughs> one hit. He's probably going down. Um, who would be the worst? Uh, the worst one? Maybe Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm so excited. By the way, guys, you heard the news. Ryan Green, uh, formerly of CBS, has joined us. Uh, it's very exciting. He's such a talented guy. He was on the pregame show. Such a talented just creator and uh, video editor. And I really look forward to us doing some vlogs, which will include the Raptors. Like the Raptors do a really fun time it's the same as like you go to a soccer game we want to celebrate all denver sports the raptors are a part of that and we'll probably be doing some like tailgating just really this is just like saturday we're going to drink out of the park watching <laughs> some guys play rugby while we drink and talk to each other Sounds it's gonna be awesome. great yeah it's gonna be really great so check them out and then of course my guy colton strickler who's got you covered on the dnvr rugby podcast check all that out super chats kale did we get any yep. oh wow the homies. Some, the homies the realest of the real james Shout out to Ryan, shout out to Ryan Green joining DNVR. Fitting because I learned about DNVR from his and Romy's report. Man, Romy also, man, also a goat. Um, you guys, I'm telling you, you, you the guy, I, we have so many things like up our sleeve. Lots Very excited. So many things up our sleeves. <laughs> Look, Look at this. Sleeves full. Look at this. You can't even tell. Full. My sleeves are full. You thought this was just biceps, didn't you? But no. <laughs> I thought it was maybe like a like a. Tumor or something. Else. Tumor, yeah. That's how it's impressive like lumpy, these It's just like lumpy in a very, weird way. Very lumpy biceps over here. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Francisco says, numbers. Last seven game starters got outscored by rival starters in 5-7 bench one scoring against six teams of seven. They lost the Brooklyn game minus two in a blowout W. And this is true. I don't I don't know if I read that correctly. but the, Last seven game starters got outscored but, by rival starters in Five out of seven. Yes, the but bench. he's saying now, right now, the bench is starting to outscore opponents, I believe. Um, so, I mean, that that is the big deal. Look, the bench has been fantastic lately. It really is the difference. I'm telling you, so I always talk about, I think the All-Star break, to me, everybody's different. But to me, that's what I become interested in the MVP. People start doing it October, <laughs> November. After the All-Star breaks, when I get interested in the NBA... No, <laughs> in the MVP, like, people do the MVP discussion. I think it only yeah. like sets bad narratives, whatever. But you know, as we're starting to approach, I'm starting to look at. I did. I do the ESPN straw poll, which will be coming out at the end of the week. I always put it in there. And spoiler alert: I put Joker number one. I really did, and I, I, I take it seriously, even though I don't have an official vote for this straw poll. I just want to like go in through and look. Here's what I found: Jokic, when he is a negative, it's only happened 11 times this whole season that he has been a negative. The Nuggets are one in 10 in those games. Yeah, you go through Chris Paul. You go through Joel Embiid, you go through uh, Giannis, you go through John Morant, Steph Curry, anybody you name, and their team, first of all, they're in the negative way more than 11 times. It's wild that Jokic has only been a negative 11 times. But then the team is like, they still win maybe 25, 30% of their game, 40% of the games even without them, especially if you're talking about the, you know, the Warriors or whatever. So to me, when people talk about the record, the difference between the 76ers and Nuggets, for example, is three games. The 76ers won four games without him beating the lineup at all. Yeah. Like, think about that. The, literally, the difference is the games he didn't play, they won. Yeah. Um, so I look at these things, and I, I so I did all of the metrics here, and 
there's these false, I think, false markers, and one of them is team record. But when you really go deeper, it's like, hey, when he's on the court, they win. But now that you have a bench that maybe can sort of tilt that in their favor is very encouraging for what Denver might do to close this uh, close this regular season. J-Rock says, Boogie Nights, baby. Well, that makes the shirt, LOL. Boogie Nights. I can't see the rest of it. There it is. Make the shirt, Eric. LOL. <laughs> yeah, there's, actually, there's actually three rock Three rocks. Oh. So you've now you've done four. Oh. You go bam, bam. What do you do? Boop, boop. Well, boop. just you need to show two. One, there's two. There's a third. There's a third one. There it is. <laughs> we did it. We J Rock. Uh, and perfect timing. No sooner did we uh, finish super chats than one Brendan Udonis vote checking in. Wow, you're not a big believer in the getting the beautiful shot of the arena behind you, are you? Uh, I had a chance to take a dressing room, and I took it, man. It gets all loud and chaotic in there. So. <laughs> well, this looks really good. So from production Is, values, are you, fantastic. Can you straight? Are you, are you home? Did you go <laughs> Did to the game? The game? <laughs> <laughs> such a baller move. <laughs> <laughs> There he is. All right. I'm not following. All right. Okay. He's at ball. <laughs> it's like, oh, what the hell, man? Uh, all right. Take us inside the postgame presser vote. Yeah. So Malone, I think, tried to split the middle today, guys. It was, it was a win is a win, but also nothing about this was good or satisfactory for him. Okay. Um, he ultimately said, I'm just glad the game is over and no one got hurt. There was nothing to be gained from that out there. But we won the game, and that was the most important thing. Cool. Did he really um, say that's the most important thing? Because that's like Jokic's catchphrase. Uh, I may have added that in. <laughs> okay. That was the point he was making. Um, he, he was less than thrilled. He pointed out that they had, I believe, eight assists at halftime, guys. And he said, uh, and no disrespect to the Orlando Magic. Brace yourselves for something very disrespectful. <laughs> no disrespect to the Orlando Magic, but it's not exactly the steel curtain over there. And so that's not our brand of basketball. Wow. There was Nuggets only 25 total assists tonight, and they had 22 turnovers. Like, 22 turnovers. That's how bad the Magic are. If you have more than 15 turnovers, you win like you almost never win. They had 22 and easily won. You're the playbook guy, Adam, but I don't know if you saw the new play the Magic drew up tonight called Throw the Ball Out of Bounds. Oh, they did that a lot. So that, that did bail the Nuggets out. So Malone did Can like we see that on the list? Yeah, it's going to be great. He did like what he saw from the bench, particularly DeMarcus Cousins, of course, yeah. who, we called, who we called a loud personality. And then he said he likes having that here. Reminds him of having IT in Denver. And then it dawned on him that he coached both of those guys at the same time. And that that must have been a really loud experience. <laughs> um, but he loved the way that Cousins played, the energy he brings, and also the way that Jamichael and DeMarcus played together with each other off of each other today. He felt like there was um, something to that. And he also shouted each of them out as guys who are willing to set tough, hard screens. And then he said, with regards to Bryn Forbes, you know, what a treat that must be, right, for a shooter to play with a guy who really is willing to get in there and spring the open. So he liked the way the bench played. Um, he wasn't thrilled with the effort. And that's his, that's his message to his team going to Golden State is, hey, next time, how about we just try going out there, competing, playing hard, having fun, and we'll see where that takes us. But... A reminder that the break starts on Thursday, not before the game on Wednesday. So, All right. Well, there you go. Cool. Yeah, that is a good reminder. Grumpy Malone, but it wasn't exactly. It was about the, the least satisfying 10-point win you could pick up. So I get it. Okay. Um, we also spent some time talking to Bryn Forbes. Uh, he was a cool dude. Um, he really seems to think that the Nuggets bench is getting it together, trending in the right direction. 
he really reiterated, he said, we literally don't know the place. We don't know how, where to stand. We've That's never crazy. played with each other before. Dope. And, and I said, um, you know, how much does the lack of practice time, obviously for every NBA team, but specifically for Denver this, this season, play into that? And he said, it's huge. He said, there's a lot of things that are being thrown into the fire right now. He says, it's hard, you know, for us, it's like, you know, like there's a, you can't just expect us to know how to do it right throw us next to each other um but it is our job and then he said team all teams all over the nba don't practice you just don't you're on the yeah. road or you're playing a game so it's not just denver and that that applies to everyone else as well but he did stress that he's like look i've been on this team for less than a month uh, so there are we're all playing next to new guys every other day so. do you think Jokic would be more dominant in a league in which you had fewer games but more practices or in this one, meaning does Jokic benefit or from this, or would he benefit more from more practice? I think he benef- would benefit from more practice, not him personally, but everyone, everyone else. Yeah, him. so like, true. They it's know where to be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, you nailed it. He'd be <laughs> so even more the MVP. Isn't that the, crazy? He'd be the more. Go ahead, vote. It's been that kind of show. <laughs> Bryn did say uh, he agreed with Malone's point, by the way. He says he loves playing with Jermichael DeMarcus for that reason. That he thinks a lot of his shots really assist to those guys, credit to those guys. Um, And he was asked about DeMarcus Cousins being a loud personality. And he paused for a second and then he laughed out loud, scratched his beard and said, um, yeah, that is true. I think everyone knows that about DeMarcus, (laughs) but he's a really great guy. He he said the same thing that everyone else has. you know, Malone also, I should say, pointed out that it really seems like teammates are rooting for DeMarcus. You know, Je- there was that standing O when DeMarcus checked out. Yeah. Jeff Green was on his feet pumping the crowd up. He really? Everyone to shower him with love. Yeah. So um, that was kind of an interesting note. And Bryn backed up what everyone else has said. He said he's a really great guy. Doesn't get enough credit for that. And then, of course, we spoke with the man himself, DeMarcus Cousins, who, uh, first of all, he really likes playing with DeMichael. He agreed. Um, on the screen setting, he said it's a lost art. Just like entry passes, shit evolves. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But this new generation, for whatever reason, they just don't like setting screens. Um, he agrees that the bench is starting to figure out how to play with each other. Things are starting to click. Uh, he said he knew when he got here that the second unit's been a big problem for this team. That was communicated to him. And he said, so I just tried to come in here and bring a new energy, uh, just a new t- whatever you want to call it, just something new, a new edge. And that's really what I've been focused on. I asked him if it's been tough on all these 10 days. You know, sometimes it, we seem like we know when the next one's coming, but it's not a full-time deal. Does he feel like he's a part of Denver, like he's fully here? Um, and he reflected on that one a while, and he said, you know, it was a real gut punch for him getting released by Milwaukee. He said he can't lie about that. He, that one hurt him. And he said he didn't really feel like he got a chance to get over it. Um, and so... That's something that's been on his mind, uh, but he's just trying to focus on what he can do when he's between the lines and just focus on everything he told us. Um, that's cool. He also ta- We talked again about the narrative stuff a little bit, and then at one point he talked about Austin Rivers, who he called a great dude. And so I just followed up quick and said, he's another guy who's told us about narratives. Do you guys relate on that level at all? And he said, absolutely. He's another guy who's dealt with similar stuff, just people thinking they know who he is, know everything about him throughout his career. And then he said, I can't lie. When I used to play against Austin, I hated him. I couldn't stand him. But I'm the kind of person who meets people, makes impressions for myself. Um, and, and, and Austin's a great guy, too, he said. So 
an interesting talk with Boogie. And I think the theme of the night, guys, was really the, the big the big takeaway of the night is that the bench at least feels like they're trending in the right direction. And statistically, you know, over the last 10 games, there's something to that. Yeah. I got to say, man, the, one of the things is other teammates talking about liking Boogie and enjoying his presence. To me, it's like the biggest thing. Because that, that really is the biggest check. Like, is he going to come in and disrupt it? And if other guys are like, I'm enjoying being around him, to me it's like he's probably he's probably going to be here for the, the season. Well, he said, you know, he was asked, Malone said, it seems like the guys are embracing you. Do you feel that? And he said, yes, but honestly, I felt that everywhere I've gone. It's never been the locker room. I've always gotten along with my teammates. It's, it's up top, he said. Interesting. Um, and then it's, then he shrugged and he said, maybe someday someone will appreciate what I bring to the table. Oh, that's so sad. That's the kind of stuff I say when I, I'm feeling like. You do say that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah when I'm like, like, like yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, I guess I'll put out a shirt. I don't know if anyone will care. Oh. And then, then, you, <laughs> then I just wait to see if anyone's looking. And then I'm like, I just don't know if I'm going to be appreciated. Enough. Eric is like Kim Jong-un in his need, his, his how much he requires no, just, constant affection uh, don't and even, adoration. Don't even follow it up. I'm just exactly yeah. like Kim Jong-un. Just leave it open in every way, really. Uh, <laughs> well, what else you got for us, Vote? That's pretty much it, guys. I love this shaky cam, though. This has been a I great, know. like, this is like, uh, I know. what is that one movie? The the haunted movie in the woods? Oh, the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Of, yeah, like, wow, yeah, can you, God. Can you, uh, can you get, get snot to come out of your nose and tell us how scared you are right now? <laughs> Don't do I'm that. I'm going to go home before my girlfriend breaks up with me. But I'll see you guys. Adios, amigo. You guys want to bounce around the association ever mm. so quickly? No. <laughs> There you have it. We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. The let's Jazz. Go. Let's go. Let's the go. Utah Jazz beat the Rockets 135. Nobody cares. Although they have won like seven in a row now, seven or eight in a row, something like that. The, the They're back the to winning like that They're back again? to win. Well, they played a lot of soft teams. They played, they played an easy schedule. But yeah. that's how you bounce back sometimes. Uh, got, oh, they got Rudy Gobert back. They, you got, they, well, he got kicked out tonight, right? He got ejected, I believe, of this game. Uh, hilariously. Um, the Pelicans beat up on the Raptors. Man, that Raptors win looking less good now. <laughs> the Pelicans is like a new team, too, right? They are. Yeah, well, CJ McCollum, McCollum, he went for 23, 4, and 5, which is just kind of like normal numbers. Um, the Trailblazers beat the Bucks. Yes. The new look Same. Trailblazer. Josh Hart, look at this, 27, 7, and 5. Anthony Simons had 31. Yusuf Nurkic had 23 and 16. What happened? Dude, what happened over here? the Bucks. Who's who out for the Bucks? All the Bucks play? No, Giannis did not play. Oh, Giannis didn't of play. Of course no, that doesn't really yeah, okay. count. Next, keep your moment. Next, next. Uh, the Chicago Bulls beat up on the San Antonio Spurs. DeMar DeRozan went for 40 again 40. against his former team, the they, Spurs. They showed that he has like the same record as like Wilt Chamberlain. Like, like I mean, what? like it's like 35. <laughs> his record is like 35 for like shooting 50% for like four games straight. And really? Only Wilt Chamberlain has been the only guy to do something like that. Would you guys, honest question here, like we all like our guy Yoke, is DeMar DeRozan, should he be in the conversation for MVP? Sure. Here's the conversation. Is he, is he the MVP? Nope. But honestly, <laughs> on, do you feel the same way, Dev, that he's like not that caliber of player or deserve that conversation? I think he has them like winning games. They're the number one seed. They're the number one seed, and it's because of him right now, and he's playing extremely well. I think that earlier in the season, they were just trying to peg it for anybody over there. Right. He has like continued to be consistent. And he's scoring the basketball. He's also upped. He has to be one of the most improved players in the league as well. Like, I just feel like 
the rap about around him wasn't that good and now he's like one of the best in the league so yes i think he should be in the conversation man right 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 way down under Jokic. okay so like, <laughs> but honestly like you compare him to say chris paul yep right I mean, there he's right there with him steph right curry there. i think curry's under them too oh wow all right there you go um the Thunder beat the Knicks. Giddy, the story. Another triple-double. This guy's a triple-double machine. 28 points, 11 rebounds. 12 28 points. I'm not going to lie, man. I've watched Giddy play. I have a hard time picturing him score 28 points. He was just so slow, too. And also, he really did not care about the Knicks and did not respect whoever was guarding him because he took 22 shots in a game. That's I feel crazy. like he never wants to shoot the ball ever. And he goes and scores 28 points with a triple-double. Like, somebody like was just getting done dirty. Yeah. Trey Mann had 30 points also in that game. The Knicks are also just a fountain of sadness. Julius Randle had a triple-double, 30-13-10. God, I hate Julius Randle. Really don't like his game. The Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, snapped their losing streak. Uh, they win 109-85 over the Sacramento Kings. The nice Kings, work, dude. What a win. Hey, the Kings had won two in a row. They had new Ooh. look to Montes Sabonis Kings, but uh, they dropped this one to the Brooklyn Nets, um, which is going to really hurt their play-in chances, man. Oof. <laughs> Uh, Wizards beat the Pistons. Nobody cares about that game. Literally, nobody cares about it. That was around the association. Wow. What a trip. Cue that outro music. Thanks, everybody. Tomorrow, we're going to be live at 2.30. If you want to catch us uh, here on the interwebs, we'll be talking nuggets, hanging out with you guys during your workday, so you could pull that up and pretend to be working, looking at your screen. So if your oh, boss yeah. comes by, you have like, spreadsheets up. Why are you but really, giggling uncontrollably? You're like, I love spreadsheets. <laughs> I just love spreadsheets. So we'll be live I'm tomorrow doing that thing. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would. They just don't appreciate me. <laughs> and once again, I am once again asking you to go on to your, Apple, your phone right now on your Apple podcast. Leave us a five-star review and write us something nice nice in the reviews there uh yeah, if you yeah. enjoy the show if you don't you know keep it to yourself but if you do leave a five-star review we're trying to get our our score up i think we're a 4.7 pod i oh. feel like we're a 5.0 Dude, i, I feel do like we're personally a, i feel like we're a 5.5 i we should be <laughs> that that makes it sound though like we're bad 5.5 5. yeah it seems like that'd be at a 10 why is it that school <laughs> though is like a 4.0 is the best grade uh, let's see a b c d I don't think that's it. Those are the four that count. And, and then, then F, F is, is nothing. Yeah, zero. Yep. So you get a four for an A. Yeah, look at that. I solved it. Looks like I get it. Yeah, I really expected genius, you to man. cut it's out like during this segment. A. I just thought you were going to cut the camera. Well, you thought we were just going to keep going here. Like, we're just. Uh... <laughs>